It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hello, Welsh Forest Focus. A point for Nottingham Forest. They draw 1-1 against Bournemouth with Callan Hudson-Odoi scoring a fine equalise after an early setback. We'll discuss all that and one red card when it might have been two in the company of, first of all, Reds fan Mark Southerns. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? I'm all right. Um, disappointed for different reasons after an away game, which is quite nice. But yeah, I'm OK. Good. We'll come on to those. We'll let you elaborate shortly. Uh, good to have Emily Anderson back after a little break work-related. Are you well, Emily? Uh, are you well, Emily? Yes, good. Great to be back on, actually, in Talking Forest. And I, I'm not too disappointed, just to well, level you, things out. <laughs> you kick us off uh, and have what you thought on it, and then we'll throw it to Mark. Well, the first uh, 10 or 15 minutes or so, I had to listen, actually, in my car. I was on my, on my way back from a grassroots football match. So I heard the horrors of the first five minutes, and it sounded like we started really slowly. Bournemouth started quickly. Um, and I think we were totally caught out. I've watched back the the goal, um, fearing that it might be the keeper's fault, but I don't think the keeper could have done much with that, actually. Um, it looked like we were just weren't defending. It was a free header, um, header sorry. Um, overall, I'm quite happy because, A, of our record against Bournemouth in recent years, um, the fact that we went 1-0 down early and didn't the heads didn't drop, we kept fighting. And at moments, we, we did dominate the game, but without anything up front, really. Um, there, was, there just wasn't that attacking threat. You mentioned the goal, a great equaliser by Callum Hudson-Odoi. Um, I thought Murillo had another really great game, particularly because he kept Solanke so quiet. We didn't really hear his name throughout the whole game, and that, I think that was that was mainly down... Um, to Murillo's defending. Matt Sells had a really decent first match. He didn't have an awful lot to do, um, but his kicking was good. His saves were good and he commanded his box, particularly at the end of the end of the game where he was under a bit of pressure. Um, the red card, I'm sure we'll talk about more, but, um, you know, in real time, I just thought that was a bad tackle, but watching the replay, yep, definite red card. And I think Clybert was lucky not to be sent off as well. Um Ty clearly isn't completely fit yet, and it's disappointing to see Hudson Adoy go off with an Achilles problem after he was after that awful foul. 
But overall, I'd say I'm quite happy. And a bit like Mark, who said he's disappointed, I was disappointed because I think we could have gone for all three points at the end. But after those first five minutes, for the first time this season, I was really worried for Forrest long term. As in for the season, I was thinking, oh, God. One nil down at Bournemouth after five minutes, we're in trouble. But we fought, we got a point and it's a really valuable point. Is that the disappointment, Mark, then that we couldn't go for it with 10 men more? Or is that totally. frustrating? Yeah, yeah, totally. Because um, I thought we were the better side in the first half. We had, um, looking at the stats at half time, we had 55% possession in the first half, five shots on target, which away from home is really impressive, right? So, um, and we didn't, yeah, there was a couple where we could have made better of those opportunities. And then second half, we were a bit more passive going forward, didn't trouble them enough. And when they went down to 10, I just don't think we were aggressive enough. But then I think a lot of that is to down, you know, we were tired, key players were tired, Taiwo, Morgan. Um, those are the players you really want to hurt the opponent when they're down to 10 men and they look leggy. And it's understandable. Um, I think with Chris Wood on the bench, we'd have probably caused him a few more problems in that last 10 minutes. And that's a big factor. We brought Ribeiro on, but what do we expect of an 18-year-old on his debut? Whereas if that was Chris Wood, it would have been, you know, balls into the box and would have caused him problems. So, yeah, in the end, I'm very happy with a point, but disappointed we couldn't just snatch it. Um, yeah, just on it, what Emily said, just to, to uh, expand some of those points, Murillo was fantastic. I mean, Solanke... Yeah, I, I watched the game intently and watched what we did with Solanke. And considering how he absolutely tore us apart at the city ground, Murillo was touched uh, tight to him most of the game. It was like it really was a thing. You could see he was like following him everywhere, and he was every time Solanke got it, Murillo was on him, and I think he dominated him. I think he really mm. did. Solanke just couldn't find any space, um, and even when the game got stretched, we we kept him contained, and I think that was a big big plus. Um, obviously. The minus was the goal at the set piece. It's funny, I was taking notes and um, just as the wall went out for the corner, I was just typing, are oh, we giving too many corners away too cheaply? Because basically it was just a ball over the top down that channel where Sinistero was causing Williams a lot of problems. And Yates just put it out. And I thought that's that was such an easy corner to win for them. Uh, and then they scored from it. Um, I think we just got caught out on the near post with the flick. I don't think anyone's to blame for that. I just think we weren't wise to it. Because after that, I thought we defended set plays pretty well and I had a lot of them there was a there was a point in the in the second half where they switched to Maranakis in the stand and he crossed himself before when we had a corner and I was thinking I'm doing that every time Bournemouth win a corner not when we have one <laughs> because I'm so used to us being exposed at that place but I thought we did I thought we defended really well really you know we didn't look in trouble xg from open play for Bournemouth 0.15 that's pretty I mean to contain them to that when, you know, for a period this season, they were the best attacking side in the Premier League. They didn't look anywhere near that today. It didn't look at all dangerous. We contained them very well. Obviously, their goal from the set play. I just didn't think we offered enough second half. That was what disappointed me. Mm. I'm definitely way more glass half full than glass half empty. Like, making my notes, so I'm almost all positive. And like you say, I totally agree about Murillo. Like, the last two games, in terms of what you want from a central defender, I think he's been outstanding against Arsenal. Like, his reading of the play... Uh, has always been good, his physicality, but he's kind of taken on the leadership role alongside Oman Bamadeli, and I think he's been great. Uh, I, I think, like you say, Mark, if Taiwo was another 20% fitter and we'd only been able to get more out of Ilanga, um, and if hudson Adoy had been able to finish the game, then I think we would have stretched them more and got, get Chris Wood on and stuff like that. But overall, I'm definitely more more happy than disappointed. 
because you know, like the um, is it twenty three points in twelve games they've taken? I mean, that's Champions League form. You have to look beyond who they are as put you know one of the smaller clubs in the league and you know respect them and take. I, I feel you know very upbeat coming out of it. Uh, going into a game against Newcastle, I think we can win. I mean, we'll talk more about that going forwards. I suppose we put so much pressure on um, Matt Sells coming into the game, Emily, and he didn't have a load of shots to save, so we don't want to go overboard. But as a, as a debut, you know, assured, and you commented on how he looked comfortable under pressure as well in the WhatsApp group. Yeah, I mean, like you say, he didn't have an awful lot to do. He, his his, his uh, goal wasn't being pummeled with shots at all, really. But what really impressed me was his kicking under pressure, because there were a couple of times, weren't there, where Bournemouth could have could have um, punished us had it had it not been someone with confidence in goal. And just at the very end, um, when they were they got a few corners back to back, he just very calmly took the ball and he was happy. I felt really confident with him. And yes, it's only only his first game, so you can't read too much into that. But considering he only signed sort of 48 hours ago or however long it was, a little bit over that. I, I was really impressed with him. And um, let's just hope he's he's the keeper that we need to keep us up. Um, and to not make those silly mistakes that we've been making all season. But yeah, no, really, really pleased with him for his debut. The response to going behind was encouraging, I felt, Mark. We we lack quality on the ball. We don't look after the ball well enough. But then Hudson-Odoi does produce that second moment of magic this season, very similar to his goal against Burnley. And that should do him the power of good, hopefully, shouldn't it? Yeah, I hope so. I just think he needs more confidence one on one. He doesn't. He doesn't look like he's got that menace in him to beat his man. But he he is comfortable on the ball. He's a good technical player, and he can pull out a finish like that. Um, I thought him and Alanga were disappointing in that. I don't think they threatened enough. I bet you can forgive that because of fitness. Um, certainly for Alanga, and I just think um, yeah, Callum is probably lacking in a bit of confidence, and I hope the injury is not too bad. I think Alanga didn't support Williams enough first half and he didn't give Kelly enough problems going forward either. So I think second half, you saw he was getting back a lot more and and they were really containing Sinistera better. Um, so I thought we did a lot better there defending that. But yeah, Langer just obviously not fully fit yet. Didn't offer enough going forward for me, but that will come. We know what he's capable of. Yeah, Kelly's a good player, to be fair. You can see why I think Spurs wanted to sign him. I think he's play left-back and centre-back. I was impressed with him, certainly. Um, the second half, we started well, and there was that phase of play, Emily, where Cliver, who'd been pretty harshly booked in the first half, I felt he should have got at least one yellow card, shouldn't he? In the that those two that, that kind of five minute period, do you think or not? Yeah, and I think it it, it, it was obvious, wasn't it? Because he very quickly got substituted after the ref said to him, I think she sort of said, "One more, and you're off, mate." Because he was already on a yellow. He was pushing his luck, and actually, yeah, you're right. Maybe it was un- he was unlucky to get his first yellow card, but. He seemed to be slightly losing his head, sort of from from the second half onwards. Um, so I felt very frustrated that they managed to get away with it and get him substituted. Um, yeah, and just on on Hudson Odoi and Alanga, I know they probably weren't at their best today, but they work better. Well, particularly Alanga works better when we have less possession and we play on the counter. And obviously, we we played with a lot of possession today, so it wasn't really the game for him. But you could tell that he wasn't quite a hundred percent, and he still. He's still trying to find his fitness, as are most of our front men, actually, which is probably why we were so, I don't know, what's the word, weak in that final third to tie him. Yeah, not quite right. And then the Hudson-Odoi's injury, which is a little bit of a worry. Mm. Um, hopefully it's not too serious because he did try and carry on, didn't he? But then he very very quickly said, I've got to go, got to get off. So, yeah. But yeah, I thought Clive was very lucky not to get the second yellow. 
Yeah, I mean, the, the ref let a lot go, Mark, which I like. I, I think that's good. I'd much rather see that. But then she can't really let those two go, can she? Spent, well, I don't know which one was worse. Probably the second one, which Amadelli got booked for, for not really throwing the ball away, did he? Yeah, I know he was asking for a book. He was asking for a card, wasn't he? I think that's what oh, it was. That what it he, was? Didn't, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't beckon. He didn't beckon. But he obviously said something to Rebecca Welsh, and that made a book. Yeah, I think Clivert was lucky just just for accumulation of fouls. Really, there wasn't anything particularly vicious about any of the fouls that he committed. But it was he just kept going, and he was just really neat. I thought it was a niggly game, and I thought she did well. I thought she refed it well. I think. The players felt she was it was too stop and start at times, but I think there was a lot of you know, Yates and Dominguez in particular were dogged all day. Yates loves that kind of battle, doesn't he, with with Cook in midfield, and he was quite effective. Dominguez was tireless. I thought I thought he was excellent yeah. for the seventy minutes. Ran himself into the ground, and he I don't know how many challenges he won. I'll have a look later, but he was in a lot of duels and won a lot of tackles. And I think we competed well in that area. Um, yeah, it's just um, yeah. Clivert was fortunate. I, I I can see it though. I he was lucky to get away with it, but I think it was the right decision on the on the billing foul because it was dangerous play because mm. he was running at pace and he, he ran his studs down his Achilles. So even though you know you see that a lot, you know players dragging wow. holding a player back and it's just a booking or a player just clipping a player intentionally and it's just a booking. The nature of that foul in that it could have seriously injured Hudson Odoi and hopefully it hasn't meant it was a red, even though obviously Neto and the Bournemouth fans are up in arms about it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah. What was your take on the red card, Emily? In like I say, in real time, um, I said, Oh, go out was a nasty one, but didn't think that she'd be ever getting the red card out of her pocket. And then when she did, and they obviously showed you the replay, he had no intention of getting the ball. He was nowhere near the ball. He was just going to stop him, wasn't he? Studs were up, like you say, straight into his Achilles. So it's a red, isn't it? You've got and I think that when the Bournemouth fans get home and watch it back, maybe they'll they'll agree as well. And yeah, definite. Definite red card. It was a stupid, stupid foul that he didn't need to make in the middle of the park. And for me, I'm more concerned about Hudson Odoi because 
he couldn't continue the game and it's just another potential injury for us. On on the ref, by the way, I really wanted her to have a good game because she's a woman and it's really nice to see a woman out on the field. But I found her quite frustrating to watch, actually, because there were a couple of times when I thought she could have played the advantage for us mm. and stopped the game. And I found that really frustrating. But I don't know whether that was just a little bit of maybe she was just being a bit overzealous. Um, but I think all in all, she did OK. Um, and she stood her ground, which was good. Um, and I think she was in the other thing I was going to say about the red card. She was she was right next to it happening. She was in the perfect position, which is why she probably took the red card out straight away. But, yeah, if, if she'd have let the game maybe carry on a little bit more, that would have been slightly better for us. Because there were a couple of times when I just thought, oh, just 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 give it a few seconds. Yeah, I mean, I've seen way worse referees this season. I thought, <laughs> oh, aside yeah. from oh, yeah. the yeah, aside from sending yeah. the Clyde thing, I thought she was okay. She was fine. I, like I said, I'd rather a ref let stuff go, and you know, Dominguez and Yates were able to be competitive, um, which was important. I mean, what did you make of them, Mark? Without Mangala, did they bring enough to the party in different ways or not? Yeah, I thought so. I've just been having a cheeky look at the stats, and Dominguez nine tackles, one eight of them. Uh, he's only bettered that once this season for us, and that was against Arsenal. So, yeah, I was right. What I saw was borne out by the stats. Um, I just think he covered so much ground and worked really hard that he just couldn't do the 90. I was encouraged by him, actually. I'm thinking, you know, obviously, if you're looking at the who would make way for a, you know, a, a Sangare at full power, we expect to be in the team, right? Whenever he reaches that, he might not reach it this season. But if if he comes back and he can look like he can do the job for us that we want him to, then it probably would be Yates who drops out, I think, because Dominguez just has that little bit more quality on the ball. And I think he is as good, if not better, uh, at winning possession um, as he did today. Winning eight tackles is is absolutely outstanding. Um, so, yeah, I, I thought the two of them worked really well. There was energy there. There wasn't enough guile on the ball, but that's what you lose when you don't have Mangala there. Mangala's always got that little bit of quality and guile that... He's not as uh, aggressive in the tackle as Yates and Dominguez, but when on possession, you always think he can pull something out. He didn't do it enough, though, for us, to be fair. I think he showed, started the season strongly and looked like he was going to become a mainstay of our midfield and really was growing as a player. And that's at the point we've sold him. So we haven't really seen, we didn't see the best of Mangala in a forest shirt, I don't think, because I think he had a lot more to offer. But we were starting to see it, and that's what was frustrating about selling him. I thought that, yeah, I think that's what we just lost. Lacked a little bit in the first half, just control and, and midfield yeah. to dictate the game. But I mean, yeah, if someone's going to drop out for Sangari, do you feel like it probably is Yates? Because Domingos just brings so much off the ball, really, Emily, doesn't he? Yeah, I think Yates would probably be the full guy when Sangare's back and, and reaches that potential that we all know and hope that he can reach. I thought Yates was good today, but um, it was kind of the perfect game for him because it was such a niggly game, wasn't it? And um, he did make me laugh when he finally got his booking, as he said to the ref, that's the first thing I've done wrong all game. Yeah. Really? Yatesy? Really? Um, but yeah, I think, um, yeah, he did well today, but I think Sangari hopefully will earn his place when he finally comes back from AFCON, whenever that will be. Uh, well, yeah, they're going to miss um, uh, one more match. That's yeah. right, Mark, isn't it? They'll be back for West Ham now because there's a third, fourth playoff. Well, it yeah, that's right. So it's it's annoying, isn't it? I mean, Sengari was actually dropped for the last game for Ivory Coast as well. So I don't know whether he's going to get back into the side, which is that a good thing? Not good for his confidence, but probably good for his fatigue when he gets back, I guess. But yeah, we'll see. It's a disappointing. I mean, Bolly's the one I really want back, though, to be fair, because I think while Omobamadeli's done well, I think his, his dominance in the air is probably going to be key to us defending set plays better in the future. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. Um, yeah, I wasn't bothered, but I was really worried about Aerie today. But I thought the the two, the pair were really, really excellent. I mean, were you happy that Nia Kate was on the bench, Emily, or did you think he should have started? No, I wouldn't start him not coming straight back, especially because Omar Bamadeli's done all right, actually, hasn't he? So it was nice to see Nia Kate on the bench as a just-in-case, um, but I thought the pair did really well. And Bournemouth are such a physical and big side, aren't they? So potentially they could have come and stuck today, but I thought they both did really well. And, and Murillo has just learned he's no longer this new kid. He's suddenly this guy that's that's covering for for Omar Bamadeli as well. So, yeah, I mean, Murillo's... Um, improvement every game is scary really isn't it and I, I I can't quite believe he's ours but I think we just enjoy him while we've got him. Mm. Um, Olerain is the other one who's missing mm. I feel like he's mm. the underrated Neymar that's missing I mean we've changed uh, one fullback for this game well we've changed both really because uh, Tavares couldn't play against Arsenal what's your take on the fullback situation the pair that started today and how, how it settles in the end? Yeah Tavares is interesting isn't it I think like he did some really good things today. Word, yeah yeah, he, he, he's just wild, isn't he? Like, he had that yeah. pass across the back four at the end of the first half that almost, like, oh, my word, that was heart and mouth moment. And he he, he made some really bad final balls. A silly foul on Tavernier in the second half to concede a second uh, a foul. But there were three or four occasions where he really drove us forward and he, he, he can travel with the ball and, and really help us in the transition. I don't, you know, I think he's our best fullback at that. I mean, Williams has that in his game as well. But you can see why Nuno likes him because I think Nuno either likes a player to be, you know, overtly technical um, or have pace and power, hopefully both, but Tavares definitely brings the latter. He, he does lack in technical skill though and his passing's not great, but he does he does take us forward on that transition, which at times was really useful today. And again, it pushed Hudson-Odoi up a bit further up the pitch as well, having Tavares behind him. Yeah, it's a shame. We, um, we, I don't think we've got a perfect solution at left-back. I think Aino is probably the nearest we've got because I think he, he is decent going forward. He's a strong one-on-one -on -one defender. His final product's okay, not as good as Toffolo. So we haven't got that perfect fullback on the left, we, but I think Aino's the best of what we've got. And I, I expect he will come in for Tavares when he's back, yeah. I think my thing about Tavares is, like, I, th I exactly think you're right, that's the reason he's in the team because of athleticism to get us 30 yards up the pitch. And, and he can do some really good stuff. Like he puts a good ball in, but his decision making mm. is occasionally baffling. Like the shot he took on from forty yards was yeah. You know, the amount of times they go in, the the crossfield ball late in the first half. I mean, it was so late in the first half. Why do you need to do that? And then the free kick, he does a flick up and jumps on the guy's back. And we would concede from those a lot of the time, but like thought we defended set pieces really well. So yeah, I think long term, I'd rather see Olerena there. Um, Who's the right back then, uh, Emily? I mean, what did you make of Nico today getting the start? I thought he, he, he ran his socks off like he always does. He's he's like a little um, whippet, isn't he? He's, he's always he's really keen. He puts his body on the line for us. Um, yeah, I really like him because I, I I don't know how you feel about Montiel, but I just think he's always got a red card in him or a mistake, um, and sometimes a little bit lazy. But no, I, I really rate Nico. And I thought he had a decent, decent game for us today. What did he last about seventy odd minutes? I think he was on for us, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And then Monster yeah, he did. Up. He did. He did okay. He did okay. Um, yeah, I, there's. I don't know. I just I like his attitude. I think he's got a really good attitude, and I think that goes a long way. Montiel's probably yeah. more skilled, but I think yeah, yeah. 
he did all right. It's probably, yeah, another case of decision making with Montiel. Like mm. He's just a bit rash, but um, yeah, hopefully it settles down. I'll be glad when uh, Aina returns. Quick plug for our sponsors of Trend Navigation. Tomorrow is double stamps on beer loyalty card. Uh, so uh, go down uh, and celebrate a point, I would say, because that was definitely a positive point. Uh, takes us up to 16th in the Premier League. So thanks to Trent Navigation as ever. Um, Gio Reyna got off the benchmark fairly late in proceedings. Um, I mean, what did you take too much from it? We didn't receive really too much time from him, but encouraging or not? Yeah, he wanted the ball. He drifted across that between the lines. He, you know, I saw enough to go. He's class. Um, he's very calm on the ball, finds in space, looking around him. Great awareness. Good first touch. Very strong technically. You know, we didn't see a final product yet, but it's there. You know, it's there. I'm, I'm very, very happy he's at the club. I think he's going to be a big, a big bonus for us over these, this running. Um, he's just got that quality that we, we've only really got it in, you know, somewhat in Hudson Odoi, certainly Gibbs White, and we've lost it in, in Mangala. But um, so he's vital that we've got that other player in our ranks who can do that bit of the unexpected or bring out that, that pass that just breaks the lines or has that little bit of vision and he's got all of that. He's got, you know, he can beat a man as well. I, I, yeah. I love the fact that we got him in and now we've just, and I trust Nuno to get the best out of him as well. Nuno has worked with some very technical players and he will find a role for him in our 11 that will maximize his talent. So yeah, I'm really happy with that situation. We need guile off the bench down, I suppose. Like the, the bench looks a lot better. Although I still don't, I don't know. There's two keepers on the bench thing. I don't understand. Just put a kid there because yeah. you're not going to need, three goalies in a match surely but yeah I mean it's a squad game isn't it Emily and we're going to need mm. contributions off the bench regardless of whether it's Rayner or hudson Adoy if it or Elanga's always good off the bench although I would definitely start him but we need depth don't we going forwards yeah I thought Rayner had a really good debut it was only sort of 20 minutes or so that he was on the pitch but he was really sprightly he was there he was eager um and also you could you can already see his technical ability but he didn't have too much to do in, in that short space of time. And I think that if Nuno can work with him in the way that we know he can, I don't see him as a bench warmer. He'll be he'll be in our starting eleven. He has to be because he's got so much ability um, and he's got that technical nous that maybe we're missing on that side of the pitch. Um, so maybe, you know, maybe if he if he impressed enough today, maybe he's a, he's a starter pretty soon for us, I think. But yeah, I was really, really impressed with him. Mm. How do you feel where we are now, Mark? I mean, obviously, uh, Luton got a, a draw, Burnley got a draw, Everton got a draw, we got a draw. So it's kind of, as you were, apart from Sheffield United, are absolutely abysmal, obviously. Are you still pretty upbeat? Because a lot of fans online were saying this was must-win, which I never subscribed to personally. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. No. Now, I, I, I mean, obviously, we know we've got the games against the teams around us to come, and they're all away from home. We've just got to make sure we don't lose them. And in fact, we win a couple of them. I mean... What I saw of Sheffield United last night was, I don't know how much I don't know how much fight they're going to have left in them soon because they were dreadful. I mean, the thing is, when they have a bad day, it's really bad. Um, and I think it's the same for Burnley. I think they're a much better side than Sheffield United with a lot more quality to trouble us, but they can have bad days as well. The team that is obviously worrying is Luton because they're having fewer of those and they're actually scoring a lot of goals now. And it's more than just set-piece for it. Um, so... Yeah, Luton I'm worried about. And if we played Luton tomorrow, I think that would be a very, very tough game. So we've got to be ready for that trip to Kenilworth Road in a, in a few weeks' time because that we've got to not lose that. And and then we've got to win at Burnley and we've got to win at Sheffield United. I think we can win in those two games. I think we can go to Turf Moor and we can go to Bramall Lane and we can get three points in both those games because I think by then Tyra will be fit, Rayner will be established, Alanga will be fully fit. And, you know, what I saw today was there's been an emphasis in training on the defending. I've got a stat, actually, but I'm not going to bring it into the end until you ask me for any other business. I'm going to save it till then. <laughs> but um, because I saw a much better defensive display and I know that our attacking players are coming back to fitness and I know that we've got Sangari coming back as well, who hopefully will become part of our eleven. I think we will have too much for Sheffield United and Burnley, enough where we go and win those two games away from home. Everton, I'll take a point. Luton, a point is absolutely vital. So we've got to just not lose that game. And I think if we get those results, those two draws, two wins, I think we can pick up enough in the home games. I think we've got Palace, we've got Fulham, we've got West Ham, Newcastle. Looks like we could do something in that game, having beaten them away from home. I think we've got the home games then, if we don't slip up against those opponents down the bottom with us, that we'll be okay. Obviously, the X factor is what the point def- what the point loss will be when that comes in, if it comes in. So, yeah, I think I'm okay as we are. We just need to get Tyro fit, keep him fit, get Wood back to back him up, get Alanga fit, and Sangawi in the side, Bolly in the side. So there's a lot of changes to come. A lot of pieces have got to fall into place, but we've got those pieces. We've got those things that can improve and players that can come back to be optimistic about what's to come. Uh, over 300 people watching, so do us a favour. And if you haven't already, hit like on the video. That uh, does help us out. I think we passed 6,000 subscribers, which is fantastic. So we'll push forward to the next 1,000. If you haven't already subscribed, uh, do us a favour and uh, do that. That would be great. What about you, Emily, in terms of um, the big picture coming out of this mm. game? Yeah, I, I didn't see it as a must-win game at all, actually, because we've had such bad luck against Bournemouth in recent years. I, I kind of tried not to put too much pressure on it because I, I, I don't see the point in that. We've got to look at it over a season. 
Um, so I was really pleased with the point. Um, and I'm trying really hard not to focus on the other teams um, because Luton are having a good spell at the moment, but we might have our good spell. We picked up results against Newcastle and Man United that no one would ever think we'd get. Um, and I think I watched the Sheffield United game last night. I feel like they're, they've, they've already resigned themselves. Really, there was there was no, there was very little fight left in them at all. Um, but I think if we can keep our players fit, I know it's, it's obvious, isn't it? But if we can keep our players fit and the more this new crop get to know each other, the better we'll be. Because actually on paper, we've got some really talented, we've got a really talented starting 11 and a decent bench. So, um, yeah, if he can keep working and, and Matt Sells turns out to be really good and, and Rainer does the business, then we should be OK. We should be OK. Um you know, before today and, and within the first five minutes of this game, I, I had a very differing opinion. But right now, I feel like it's in our hands because we're, what, we're 16th in the table. We're, we're currently clear of relegations. So we've just got to keep looking upwards and keep pushing upwards and not worry about what other teams are doing. Just focus on what we're doing and not put too much pressure on each game because that, 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 I just, I don't see the point because then we end up just being a banana skin. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm positive. I'm positive mm. today. I suppose like it's the churn, isn't it, Mark? Like we, the the ch- we we've changed team so many times. We're going to have to change team again. We have got a lot of talent. We just need to settle down and find some consistency, I guess. Yeah, but I I think we've got a manager who I've got a lot of faith in doing that. I, I do mm. think that he he he's already shown us that he knows the squad well. He's given players like Omar a chance. He's given Tavares a chance. Uh, he wanted to have a look at them, which I think is fair enough. I, I've got every faith that he will arrive at a best 11 that can keep us up. Um, mm. But obviously it's pending the points we lose through, um, through the mm. FFP. But yeah, I, I think he can get our best 11 together quickly. Um, Sangare is so important. It's like if he comes back and he can be the player we think he can be, that could be the deciding factor. If he can dominate matches, he can if he can hold our midfield, if he can protect our defence in the way in which we hoped he could, then that could be a huge factor along with Tyro being fit. Yeah, it's the spine of the team, I think. Like, mm-hmm. if Sells is decent, if we settle on a back uh, decent central defensive partnership, Sangare and then Taiwo, and the rest kind of, and Gibbs White, mm-hmm. and the rest kind of fits in around it, and then I think we'll we'll be all right um, in general. Any final thoughts on the game, Emily, as we begin to wind down? Anything you, you miss, we've missed that you wanted to say? No, I think I think we, we should be happy. We've gone down to the South Coast today on a dismal Sunday afternoon and come away with a point. Great, fine. We're out of the relegation zone. Um, really good, like I say, really good debut for Sells and for Rayner. So bring on, bring on the Bristol, whoever it is next. It is Bristol, isn't it? Yeah, Bristol. Yeah, yes. <laughs> we'll have a proper preview of that on Tuesday, uh, and uh, we'll talk about that one in full. Any final thoughts on the game slash stats you want to deliver, Mark? Yeah, I mean, first on Sells, I thought, yeah, Emily was quite right. I think it's just you could see the defence had more confidence in him. There was a couple of instances where we were pressed and the pass back was on and with Turner there, I think we'd have just booted it out because you wouldn't be able to take the risk because you were passing that press pressure onto the keeper. And when that's Turner, you don't know where it's going, what's going to happen. Whereas today we did it a couple of times ourselves and he, 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 you could see he'd already seen the pass he wanted to make. And actually he showed his kicking was really quite strong because there was a couple of times yeah. we passed with distance and accuracy to Tyro that actually set up, you know, obviously Tyro fouled on one and the other one he flicked on, no one was there. But it does look like we've got a keeper now. Not only that we have confidence in 
passing the, pre the press pressure too without us feeling like we're going to concede, but also one that can actually distribute effectively. And yeah, we didn't see a shot stopping today. And the reason why we didn't see a shot stopping today, Dominic Solanke, um, which game do you think he had the most shots in, in his season so far? He's had a great season. Which game did he have the most shots? At home. Was at home? <laughs> yes, he had, he had six shots, six shots in the box. Um, and he had how many touches in the box? Did he have he had ten touches in the box that day. Right, so a lot. Which game do you think he had the least number of shots uh, this season? I suppose you're going to say it was this one today. This one, he didn't have a single mm -hmm. shot. It's the first time this season he hasn't had a shot in us in a game. First time he had one wow. touch in the box, and his xG was the lowest it's ever been. Of course, so we basically kept him quieter than anyone else has done all season in that game. So. That's testament to the progress we made because I like to look at that and think Nuno saw obviously in tear us apart and gone right. Mm. We've just got to, if we keep in quiet, Bournemouth can't beat us. And he was almost correct in that because we obviously let ourselves down on the set play. But by shutting down Solanke's threat, they didn't have anything else other than Sinistero in glimpses against Williams. That's all they had. And had we had more in attack, which you know very soon we will have, I think we'd have won that game. Mm. So I'm really infused by the fact that we have seen our coach train our team and prepare our team to shut down Solanke in that way better than any other defence this season, having seen what he did to us in the home game, which was Nuno's first game. So you forgive him for that. So that's, I think that's the biggest positive of all in that I'm seeing progress there in, in what we've done. A giant step from that home game with Bournemouth and how we handled Solanke to what it was today. So really encouraging. Yeah, and the other thing from the game that I wanted to mention was we did resist their press quite well because there was this, a stat that was mentioned like they scored the most goals from turnovers high up the pitch this season. We didn't, we weren't sometimes in games we've gone away and we've been absolutely suicidal on the ball uh, and given away loads of silly free kicks. And we weren't too bad at that in this game. The silly free kicks thing was still there to an extent, but we were pretty press resistant. And with um, Dominguez and Yates and Gibbs White harrying. We did put them under pressure as well. So there's a lot of progress being made. I suppose the key thing is now we have to back it up with results, starting against not starting against Newcastle. Like Henry says, don't emphasize everything. But we do have to start picking up wins, uh, you know, accumulate them gradually, and then I think we'll be all right. But yeah, overall pretty happy. Uh any other business, any final words at all, Emily, before we depart? Um, I just promised, um, I think his name's Chris, the postie who delivers the post to Nottingham Crown Court. He's a he's a listener at Forest Focus and he loves it. And he said, next time you're on, will you say hello? And if it's not Chris, I'm so sorry. But um, it was really nice <laughs> to meet you. And just a postman for Nottingham Crown Court. The it's you. Hi. Hi. <laughs> hello, postman. Thank you. Hi. Mark, any final words before we go? No, I, I used it all up there in my uh, in my summary before. So I didn't know you were going to come back to me again. I was a save one. Uh, Dominguez did make the most passes as well as the most tackles in the game. There's another one for you. But yeah, no, just generally really happy with what the point. Disappointed we couldn't snatch a win because we owed them one, didn't we? But never mind. Mm. Um, but I'm optimistic about what I saw. There was there was signs of progress again, and that's what matters. There's still time, and like I said earlier, there's still there's still two teams worse than us. I think. And it's just that Luton away game we've got to be ready for. And if we are and we don't lose it, I think we'll be okay, pending FFP. So, yeah, all good. Yeah. I'm used to throwing the any other business to Greg to plug a band and Mikey to say something yeah. incredibly random. 
Uh, but no, you just got actual analysis and stats, so that's like thrown. Sorry away. about that. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, we'll leave it there. Uh, thanks to everyone who joined us and uh, was in the comments. That's great as ever. Back tomorrow with uh, Fletch and Temps at 11 a.m. And then, like I said, a match preview on Tuesday, post match stream on Wednesday with Mark and who's that? Oh, Temps again. Uh, and then Thursday review, Friday, I'll sure take a day off. And then Saturday is the Newcastle game. So another busy week ahead. Uh, so do join us for that. Emily, thanks for your company. Yeah, thanks for having me. Mark, thanks very much again. Thanks, Matt, as always. Thank you. And we shall be back tomorrow. Have a good evening, everyone. Uh, and as we shall see you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.